Welcome back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah? Doing well. Yeah, very well. Join summer. Yeah. Join the rain. <laughs> People yeah. seem to like the album rankings concept. They do. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a good response. Very early, though. We uh, were recording a little bit sooner than we would because... I had to take off for a little bit of AK. That's right. And yeah, so we, if you know, we're going to talk about that, but some people have, are enthusiastically feeding in some feedback and, and, uh, and, and we haven't had a chance to digest it. But I, all in all, it was pretty an interesting reveal, eh? Yeah. Well, how similar our top 10 or our top albums were was pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, and I don't know if it was our recap that we did in advance. Um, but a lot of people, uh, specifically on Facebook, have been really talking about matter, life, and death, and we both put it really high on our list. Yeah, you had it at so, number three. Yeah. I had it at number five. Yeah. yeah. That's funny, because we covered that one so long ago, and, you know, when I came into this podcast, I was blazing with it. Um, no pun intended. I was really excited by that <laughs> album. And... You know, over time, we spent up talking about so many other albums and so much more in depth that it kind of got forgotten in our podcast. Yeah, that's true. We kind of uh, hit it early and then kind of didn't go back to it. We touched on yeah. it here and there, but we never... That's true, what you just said. And then I think, I don't know, recently we've just kind of given it some love. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's come back up for me now. It's, it's back up to the top. It's always a cycle, right? I mean, if we did this, you know, everything would, between... Every every one of them would move around, but I I would say Seventh Son has conven has consistently been my number one. It hasn't changed whenever I've thought about it. Although I have said like Power State might be my favorite, and Matter Life and Death might be my favorite, and Brave New World might be my favorite. But when I sit down, anytime I I made a list, it was always number one for me. Yeah, most of these albums have most of them have been my favorite at some point or another. But uh, yeah, I I'm pretty confident that in Final Frontier. That's true. Yeah. I'm pretty confident when that was the new album, but I'm pretty confident that yeah. my listings are pretty accurate to how I feel after all these years of listening to Maiden. Yeah, let's get a beer in the go. Right. We're, we uh, oh, this is the longest it. we've ever gone without drinking a beer. <laughs> That's not true. One time we almost forgot. Oh, is that true? Um, yes, I, I think so. We're doing the six 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 today, the Trooper six six six. The Trooper six six six. So this is yeah, it says limited edition. It's brewed to six point six percent alcohol. So it's a, a oh. higher alcohol version of the Trooper, regular Trooper. Interesting. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Oh, who did? What album did you get on your bottle cap? All these bottle caps on these Trooper beers in this case have. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can collect I all got, the albums. I got Virtual Eleven. Oh, I got. Uh, Seventh son of a seventh son. You got seventh son. <laughs> so I, you got our favorite, and I got your least favorite. Well, my third least favorite. <laughs> third least favorite. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you had uh, fear, fear the dark, your least right. favorite, and then no prayer. Mm. Oh, this is good. It has got a boozy taste to it, though. Did they just add alcohol? Do you think? I think they just brewed it to a higher alcohol percentage. Yeah. So, God, do you remember where you that? were the last time that you had one of these? Um, was it Toronto? Uh, no, it was at the Carton Horses in London, in East London. Really? In a bottle? I grabbed two bottles of 666. The last oh, yeah, two I bottles. They were remember? warm, weren't they? They were. Were they the warm ones? They were, I asked him if I could have the 666, the bartender at the Carton Horses. He said they were warm. Yeah. And he's like, I can't serve you these. They're too warm. And then he served us something else. And like an hour later, I went up to the bar and he waved me over oh, and he yeah. pulled them out. He said he put them on ice and he took them out and he saved them for me. So those were That's uh, true. the last two. That's true. So, yeah, I remember remind that. you, it'll take the, you back to the curtain horses. <laughs> yeah, the warm ones were the red and the black in uh, Toronto. Yeah. I think, no, those were also 666 that were warm. Okay. For some reason, every time that we were in a bar where they had the 666 trooper, it was mm. always warm. I don't know why. Yeah, there's, you know why? There's like this underground collective of religious fridge stockers, and they're like, we can't put that in the fridge. The fridge is for Holy Bear, 666, the number of the beast. Keep it out. Or maybe it shows that they're so popular that they can't keep them in the fridge long enough. Yeah, there's there's no point. It won't last. 
<laughs> yeah, you know what you're going to do if you put that in the fridge? You're going to have hinge damage. <laughs> uh, no one talks about hinge damage. <laughs> so going back to the carton horses, I actually have yeah. a clip that I haven't played that we got a while ago. Um, that reminds me of this clip. I'm going to play this clip, and we can uh, discuss this after we listen to it. Hello, Josh and Nesbitt. It's your friend Fergal here from Dublin, a longtime listener and sometime caller. Uh, on your recent episode, you talked about the fact that you were glad you got the drink in the cart and horses. And I'd just like to tell a short story about how I met the two of you for the first time. So I was over in the cart and horses with some friends and my wife at the time, and we were drinking there. And I remember seeing a group of lads sitting on the table opposite us. And you were singing along heartily to songs from the Final Frontier. So I think they were playing at that time the Final Frontier album in full. And... Uh, there were three lads sitting opposite our table and they were definitely singing along to the Final Frontier. And I was thinking to myself, geez, I, 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 you know, these guys are proper Iron Maiden fans. I'd love to get talking to them. Anyway, fast forward later in the day, I was in the toilet. This is how I remember it anyway. I was at the urinal and there was one person standing to the left of me and one person standing to the right of me. And it was either Josh or Nesbitt, but I think it was Josh who was wearing a Talking Maiden t-shirt. And I looked around and I said to Josh, are you the lads who do the Talking Maiden podcast? And he said, yeah, yes, we are. And I went, well, I'm a listener of your podcast. And after that, uh, myself and my wife and my friends, we came over and we sat at your table and we talked about Iron Maiden, uh, I don't know, probably for hours, you know, maybe it was minutes, I can't remember. But um, I just remember it was such a circumstantial meeting. Um, it was pure uh, happenstance or whatever whatever phrase you want to put on it. But um I didn't know that you were there. I know some people you met up with at the weekend, but I just came across you because you're wearing the Talking Maiden t-shirt, I think it was Josh. And I've been in touch with you both ever since, and uh, and it's been great to be in touch with you. And obviously the podcast is, is brilliant as well, but um, i just like to reflect on that memory. Maybe you have a different memory of that day, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's great to uh, still be in touch, and the podcast is excellent. Up the irons, down the hops. Oh, that's awesome. It was me. And it was an urinal, and it was one of, uh, I can say, uh, a few experiences, all positive, that I had in the urinal meeting Iron Maiden fans when you're waiting in a line. Uh, nothing weird. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I remember when I was going to that show, I said, I'm putting on the Talking Maiden t-shirt, because we have a few versions of our shirt, right? We, we do, have yeah. The original um, version, which was just the logo, which you printed up a few of them. That's still my favorite. Right. Then we have the one with the, uh, you know, my head and the original logo. It's kind of Luke did those up when he was in, in right China with that version home. of the Eddie holding your head. That's right. And then we have the recent ones we did with the cabin. We just did kind of for ourselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I had that. I was putting it on, and you. I remember you said, "Ah, oh, you're wearing that, are you?" Like, because I had like a load of maiden shirts. I was like, "No, nah, yeah, I'm wearing it." You know, and and you were like, "Okay," kind of like, "Oh, is this a, you know, bad thing to do." Yeah, for some reason, where we were going to the Carton Horses and then straight to a Maiden concert, I had it in my head that I had to wear a Maiden shirt, and I didn't wear, want to wear a podcast shirt. And I was like, who cares, man? Either either everyone's just going to think it's a Maiden shirt or someone's going to know the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't lose, right? Yeah. And you know me, I don't give a F about that <laughs> stuff anyway. And uh, he wasn't the only guy who recognized it, but yeah, Fergal came in, and uh, great chat, great banter. Yep. But also, uh, you know, he, he describes the first part, uh, the, the, the night went long. And then we, we connected with him and, and we met up and we were at the bar. We basically closed it down. That right. was the we night went back to the, the bar after the Maiden yeah. show. And there That's was right. a Maiden tribute band playing there who were awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, we, uh, you know, had, had quite a few pints more after the show. That's right. And I remember that night ended with like, them sweeping up the carton horses with the lights turned on, and we were all singing along to. Uh, yeah, Fergal was something was on the X Factor X, songs yeah. from X Factor. They were playing yeah. the whole X Factor album through. Yeah, uh, the lights had come on, and they were cleaning up, and they were pretty much saying like, "Everybody get out!" And we were all standing in a circle, and we were—I can't remember what song it was—and we were all singing. And uh, yeah, that was awesome. And then I remember we spilled out at like three a.m. <laughs> onto the streets uh, outside the carton horses, and all of a sudden we're like, we started wandering home. And I was like, yeah, we're way too drunk to be wandering around in a si- part of the city we don't know where we are at three a.m. Yes, and and it, Fergal always a gentleman because I remember towards the end of the night I, I was a little overwhelmed. I'd had a, I've had I had my uh, my share and a few other people's share, but yeah, you know, I was still in good form. But I had had a few darts. <laughs> and he was like, how you doing? I was like, oh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think um, I think it was a look for the truth 
that he was. It was look for the truth. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. yeah. Um, and that's an awesome song to do in a group. Now that wasn't the only one he was doing. Because yeah, there's he a circle did, of us. Uh, yeah, that we're all singing these Blaze songs. So yeah, and he was he did Edge of Darkness and Judgment of Heaven. I think it yeah. was. Yeah. So I don't know. He I think he knew the whole album. Like that's the ones I remember in the. But also. You were rocking it pretty hard to that cover band to the point where they took a picture of the crowd and that was the backdrop for the Facebook group was you rocking out, which is hilarious because you're not a Facebook guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was on the front of the Curtain Horses Facebook page for a while, rocking out mm. with a pint in my hand. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, one of the best memories I have of this mm. whole like experience of having the podcast was yeah. the two days we spent at the Curtain Horses. And seeing Maiden, yeah, in London, that, that was so awesome. That was the coolest, and also kind of the the saddest thing watching that get dismantled. But a great, great uh, message from Fergal there. He left us that a, a little while back, I think. But he um, he's out. He he gave his contribution to the podcast too. A few great uh, he did. He is in stuff. the last X Factor episode. He called in and yeah. gave a really good uh, a really take good on take. it. He uh, also has a pretty good podcast called the Feckin' Checkin' mm. that uh, I listen to, which people should check out. Um, yeah. It's really a shame when I think about it, what has happened to the curtain horses, mm. which is it's being basically demolished and redone as like, it sounds like it's going to be like a bit more of an upscale bar and they're moving, they're building a new bar in the basement that's going to be Iron Maiden themed. Yeah. But it's just not going to be the same. And I'm so glad that we got a chance to go. We like got our fill of it in those two days. Yeah. And, and you know, you look at it, it was a gorgeous building in gorgeous shape. And um, they always talk about, you know, pubs are getting knocked down in England for no good reason. You know, some of that is a bit overblown. Like pubs are still, it's not overblown. There is a problem there. But pubs are still really loved. Like if you tried to knock down the Britain's protection in Manchester, people would kill you. You know, like it just wouldn't happen. And you saw Salisbury in, in Manchester, same thing. Like there's so many great pubs. That pub to me was not just iconic as a Maiden fan. It was a gorgeous brick pub on a corner. It had a little area in the back that was outdoors. Yeah, great for having, yeah. a, having a dart or an outside. So the bar was huge. There was loads of seating for eating. Like, even if you reduce the Maiden, you know, made it just more of a local pub with a Maiden history. And, and you know, like, to me, if if I was not an Iron Maiden fan, that would be my local pub. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So how in the hell are they, like, that's what frustrates me. It's also as a, as a pub goer, and a, and a pub enthusiast, it, that kills me, let alone the fact that they, they tore down. It wasn't in disrepair. It was just this gorgeous brick building with an amazing bar that's iconic for music history, and they ripped it down for, for, for condos, and there's going to be a bunch of douchebags living upstairs, <laughs> coming downstairs being like, oh, there was a band downstairs. Yeah, they sung about the devil, oh, you know, or there's going to be a bunch of property speculators that own it yeah. and rent out a, a few things a year. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah. Well, yeah, the... the the facade and the frame of it is going to be the same, but it's getting—it's basically getting gutted on the inside. I looked online, and I can't remember the details, but I looked up the architect that's doing the, the, yeah, the refurbishment. I think they're called PH Plus is the name of the company. Yeah, and it looks like the lot next door is going to be condos that are going to extend and take up half of the space of the old curtain horses, and then it's going to be kind of—I assume it's going to be like kind of more of a up up to date. But it seems like a piece of maiden history is like gone now, which is sad. Yeah, and a great pub is lost. Yep. <sighs> Drink to that. <laughs> Carton Horses would have been a great name for a segment when we introduced new bands. You know how we were always like toying around with, oh, could we have, you know, talk about this band? We like doing it. People loved it. Yeah. Or, like we didn't feel like it fit in an Iron Maiden podcast to go too far off. Yeah, because we've gotten um, so yeah. many recommendations for new bands through this podcast from listeners that are like, try, if you like Maiden, try this band. And that's how we yeah. actually got into Night Demon and a couple other bands. Uh, it was pretty, uh, it, was, it was kind of a, not a regular occurrence, but every now and then we dropped one of those in and played a clip, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it was 40 something new bands because I have a list of them all and I made a playlist of like. And it was a little overwhelming, but I did go through a lot of those bands. But uh, a lot of good stuff in there. So we did our rankings. And already, even though it's very, uh, it's, you know, we're recording this one a few days earlier than we normally record. Um, So I'm sure we're going to get more 
but we already have a bunch of other people who have emailed us their rankings. And I have some printed up from before that people have sent. Um, we got Dante emailed, and he said uh, his favorite is Brave New... His, here's his list, and tell me what you think of this one. Brave New World at number one. Peace of Mind, Somewhere in Time, A Matter of Life and Death, Seventh Son, Power Slave, X Factor, No Prayer, Number of the Beasts, Book of Souls, Virtual Eleven, Dance of Death, Fear of the Dark, Final Frontier, Killers and Iron Maiden at 15 and 16. Yeah, I think the top end of that was excellent. Yeah. You know, the No Prayer, No Prayer versus Killers. I mean. Yeah, I think this is the only uh, list that we were sent in that has both Diano albums below both Blaze albums. Yeah, and he probably has a real reason yeah. why he doesn't connect with them, and that's fair. Yeah. He says cheers from where, Brazil, by the way. Yeah. Where do you have X Factor? Uh, number seven. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, look. I, I can I can get that list. We have a lot of people that uh, send in, like, they're very heavy on the classics. We got Eddie Hockey is his name from Twitter, and he had Peace of Mind, Power Slave, Number of the Beast, Iron Maiden somewhere in time and matter of life and death is his first reunion one at number six but at the bottom he had book of souls at 12 and that's pretty low for uh for book of souls i think yeah um, what do you have the last three i just realized this is a list of 13 that he sent so there's three missing yeah. <laughs> and grant on, on the fly yeah <laughs> yeah go on um also speaking of book of souls grant sent a list and he sent in it's a multiple-page document with explanations for all this. But he had okay. Fear of the Dark as his number one album and Book of Souls as his last album. So he's a reverse Nesbitt. He's a reverse me. <laughs> he had Fear of the Dark, Brave New World, Somewhere in Time, X Factor, Iron Maiden, Seventh Son, and it goes down, down, down. But his last two were The Final Frontier and The Book of Souls. Wow. But uh, Book of Souls just doesn't do it he's for also, some people. He's also yeah. like, he's, he's calling the pizza place. He's like, there's all this cheese over my crust. Like, what's <laughs> going on here? There's no crust. There's just this little tiny crust around the end. All I want is crust. You're not listening to me. No, uh, I get it. Yeah, but Fear you know, of the Dark. Everybody's got favorite. a different take. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a bunch more. I'm not going to go through too many more of these right now. But I'm just, mm. you know, there's Seth sent us in his ranking of the albums. And he has Brave New World first again. A lot yeah. of these, man, Brave New World way high in like the top two or three um yeah. and he has peace of mind peace of mind's also like killing it in all these lists um yeah. he had at the at, as his bottom ones he had dance of death killers fear of the dark no prayer virtual 11 kind of like us but yeah brave mm-hmm. new world and brian sent in he also had brave new world as his first album number yeah. one there might be a bit of a skew um because the early and the ones that we've had historically came after the big Brave New World that the people that loved it as their most sent it in. So there might be a statistical skew. Yeah, I maybe. Wait, I wait. <laughs> I wait to see, um, you know, what's coming. Brian, though, yeah. he had Brave New World first, Matter of Life and Death second, Peace of Mind third, yeah. and Virtual Eleven. He had Seventh Son at 14. So that's another. Uh... Okay, and here's one. Someone named Bethany emailed us this list. This yeah. one is one that uh, I can't really wrap my head around, and he has dance, or she has, dance of death, as her favorite. Somewhere in time, killers. Um, it goes down, but her bottom ones are a matter of life and death, seventh son, no prayer, virtual eleven, and book of souls, dead last again. Does a lot of people have no love for book of souls? Yeah, uh, I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh... I got to think that's just, you know, that's just got to be uh, because the album's so big, maybe they never got into it. Yeah. I, I would I would love to talk to them and see if they got a chance to go to the tour because if you went to that tour, there's no way you're putting it last. Yeah, that's true, I would say. Because one of the things about Book of Souls tour, which we don't really talk about, was it was at another level, really, right? Like, it was back up there. And that tour does have a measure on how you elevate that album in your mind yeah i think so that yeah yeah that's like two summers of our life is like that tour and that album yeah when you think about it that tour was so good that's uh it was unreal yeah we saw what montreal toronto and quebec city Yeah. yeah yeah it's funny because you go into it and you're apprehensive about a new maiden album 
and then you know like i am about this new one potentially and then you go to see the tour and you're absolutely floored i mean we were just like floored i remember like after each one like I think after the first time we saw it was Montreal. Right. And we had really good seats, don't forget, for Montreal. We were yeah. basically four or five rows up from the stage mm-hmm. and like directly slightly ahead of the corner of the stage. So we were like yeah. really close. And that was kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. What would you do to go back to do that again? Oh, my God. In those same seats and that same set list? Oh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. It was cool. You know, it's so awesome. And then after it, we were so wound up. We went after hours to that to that uh, cover band. Yeah. And we got blitzed and just <laughs> had a time. Because we, we, there was no going home. Like, we were just... That's true. You know, you're, when you come out of a Maiden show, like... It was my first Maiden hot, show. It was your first Maiden show. Yeah. And when we came out, like... Yeah, you're, you're, it's like your adrenaline. You're on such a high. It's crazy. Yeah. And all these people piling out and everyone's in an awesome mood. Yeah. And funny, when you think of every single Maiden show that we've gone to, yeah, coming out of the stadium is always like, I don't know, it's like you're on this high. And everyone is, and it's just, I don't know, it's really cool. Yeah. Next time, I think I'm going to get in more shows because there's only so many times, you know? Yeah. And even though I first time I saw Maiden live was in, what, 2016? I got the, I got the poster on the wall there, 2016, and I've seen him eight times. Yeah. And uh, now... You know, if you can see him four times a tour, then you know because you got you gonna one's gonna be a write off, one you got to get into it. <laughs> I'm kind of making a justification now for this. Um, I just but yeah, I'm, one or one is hard. Like it's not enough. I feel like after all of this COVID stuff has happened, mm. I, I you're always kind of thinking to yourself, uh, I'll just catch him the next time, or I'll see. I you know what I mean? You're kind of like, eh, should I go? And now I feel like. I need to go see them as much as possible because I feel like this could happen and be taken away from us. When yeah. concerts come back, if they come back, which I'm, I'm sure they will, but when concerts come back, I feel like I need to see as many as I can before they're taken away from me again. Because it could very yeah. easily happen. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And and I want to talk about that COVID thing for just a second because people are sick of it. It's exhausting. But I want to put a positive spin. Um. There's all kinds of, you know, I've been tracking some of it pretty closely, but not that much anymore, just out of fatigue. And, but there's some really good vaccine stuff coming, eh? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening positive. And for everyone out there who's exhausted by it, which is all of us, and me, <laughs> uh, um, think about how awesome it is going to be after. Right? Yeah. Like, how great is it going to be? Every, like, people are just going to be like, oh, man, F2020. Like, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Maiden show is going to be so good. I think you'll see people like wearing, even if there's vaccines and it's over, wearing like a few like masks, ironically, or Eddie masks. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a part of culture now and it's uh, and hopefully it's going to dissipate. Well, it has such an effect on like the entire planet population. Yeah. I feel like yeah. if a vaccine comes out and like COVID all of a sudden isn't a threat and concerts come back and restaurants and bars and everything goes back to normal. I yeah. feel like it's going to be this global celebration, almost like, well, you watch footage of, you know, the days after we won World War II. Yeah. And everyone's just like, you know, it's just like this mass joy. I feel like it's going to be yeah. like that. Everyone's just going crazy. I got just got this cartoon, though, in my mind of me being out at a pub and everybody's there. And I'll be, we're going to be like, yes, we beat COVID. This is so good. And then someone's going to go like, hey, but what about global warming? And I'm just going to kick him in the nuts so hard. <laughs> Don't ruin this right? for me. Not just yet. Like, hammer him in the nuts. Just like bang. And just be like, give us a week. Yeah. Like, just give us a week. Seriously. I saw someone today post a picture of like COVID as a tide. And then behind it was a uh was a was a, you know, a giant global warming tsunami. But then behind it, there was a bigger one. And that one said, loss of biodiversity. And I was like, oh, you can't even argue against that. You're going to be like dinosaurs. Like, you're always coming up with something. Let's just beat this. Let's beat this flu. And then let's, you know, let's get back to life. My whole philosophy is like at the end of the Iron Maiden show when they're like, always look on the bright side of life. That's right. Yeah. These people are miserable, man. And, (laughs) And social media, like, I've gone off it myself, you know. Like, we got so many good fans on Facebook and I feel so, you know, so sometimes you'll see I burst in and, 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 and love having messages with them. And, 
but it's 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 hard, man. It's just like it's full of toxic people, man. Our uh, like the maiden groups are awesome. Like there's not an idiot in there. Like our group is awesome, but like some of the big iron maiden groups are deadly. But you know, just in general, yeah. Just in general, it's like such a. I think waste. social media is like a negative Ugh. effect on society. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. for many it's reasons. Horrible. But uh, yeah, but our that's yeah. one thing about uh, doing the iron maiden Twitter, which I basically just post and then check our or messages from it but like i've never run into anyone that's like not awesome no but that's because basically yeah. it all centers around iron maiden maiden fans are generally pretty cool i think maiden is kind of like a is as much of like as as of a counterculture as you can get given like the age demographic you know what i mean yeah, maybe that like the pe- people are just like ugh, i'm not interested in that i like i just want to rock out and have fun like most people you meet at maiden concerts they come from everywhere right yeah there's people who are just like following maiden around i'm doing whatever i want in life and the other people are just like you know i got this serious gig going on and i got this family and these these priorities and and i'm just here rocking out and it and, and everybody's welcome yeah that's what's awesome yeah. right there's no political ideology there's no you know, you don't have to fit this mold. Um, it's just a welcoming group. Um, okay, I'm not going to go through. I'm gonna, okay, there's two more. Yeah, give me a, give here. me another uh, one with some controversy. Okay, how about this one? This is from Keith. Number one, number one killers. Number two, Iron Maiden. Number three, No Prayer. Number four, Fear of the Dark. What? The bottom, his bottom albums: Final Frontier, Seventh Son, Somewhere in Time, and Virtual Eleven. Okay. Somewhere okay, in time at number 15. Task. Okay. Who's that? That's Keith. That's yeah. Keith. I think Keith's winding us up. So Keith's Keith's list. Yeah. His argument in that if he's not here to defend himself. That's true. But that let's just let the list speak for itself. His favorite Bruce album is No Prayer. And he puts Somewhere in Time at 15. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure you're not reading the list upside down? No, this is no. It's this is. Wait, now list. did the email get sent to you and the router re- <laughs> reversed the bits? It's from Australia, so, went, so the list is. <laughs> oh, it went from down under, so it, it reflected up. That's but this is the anti-Josh and anti-Nesbit rankings, basically. I gotta respect him for writing that in, though. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. Is just like, can you imagine if he's like, if he's like, uh, you know, he's, I don't know, maybe he's just a Kiss fan who hates us, and he's just like, you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> no prayer is the best. They should have kept Blaze. Here's one that I think you're gonna identify with. Uh, All right. This is Maxim sent his list in. He says number one, Power Slave. Yes. Number two, X Factor. Number three, Final Frontier. And then he has, from 4 to 16, he says, all the rest. I honestly don't know how to rate 12 awesome 10 out of 10 albums. So he's saying there's like a, uh, a t- what, a 12-way tie? <laughs> okay. Because I was interested to see where he was going to put fear because... He, yeah. Yeah, because he he like he came called in on our take, didn't he? He did. It was fear and no prayer. He was like, "What's going on? Yeah, he thinks I totally missed the point on uh, no prayer. We played mm-hmm. his uh, call in on our... The episode after our No Prayer episode. Or maybe it was Fear of the Dark. I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so the last last one I'll read, this is The Mountain of the Apes. Uh, Brave New World as number one. Iron Maiden at number two. Then he goes Power Slave, Number of the Beast, Matter of Life and Death, Book of Souls. I'm not going to go through them all. And then his bottom are Killers, Fear of the Dark, Virtual Eleven, No Prayer. One thing from all these is Peace of Mind does really, really well. Better than yeah. Power Slave in most people's lists that we've seen so far. Yes. I feel like a total tool for saying that, you know, like people, in my mind, I always thought that people people put a good gap between them. And then, you know, I always liked it. But to me, it would have never been number two. It would have been top six, maybe top eight. But when we covered it, it just like rocketed up in my mind. I got one of the original pressings of the vinyl. I savor it's probably one of my favorites. You know, yeah. I just I love that album. That's that's one that was a big mover for me in the podcast. I mean, which sounds stupid, but I just really there's just nothing wrong with it. There's so many classics on it. It's just perfection. I'm very surprised that Peace of Mind is generally doing better than Power Slave as we get these rankings mm-hmm. sent into us. Um, yeah. I always thought Power Slave would be like everyone's number one album. Because, I mean, the thing is, when you read all these, 
music and metal blogs, and they're always rate, ranking the albums, and they're always like Power yeah. Slave, Power Slave. But you got to remember, just because you read it on some heavy metal, you know, metal something dot com or metal, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. some dude's opinion. It doesn't, you know. I know. And I mean, everyone has an opinion, so everybody theirs does. is no more valid just because they write for. It might be because. And maybe it's a little yeah. bit more informed than your average person's. Like I think our our album rankings, I think you can they have some weight only because people know that we spent three years talking about these albums and every single song. Yeah. And there's no blind spots. We're yeah ranking these albums and 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 they are informed by listener feedback and opinion. Yeah, mine are. Yeah, like you know what people have said. You know I weighed in. Um, running through a piece of mine real quick. Where Eagles Dare, Revelation, Flight of Icarus, all three of the opening tracks are on the, the set list, Legacy of the Beast. Yeah. Um, as well as Trooper. Yep. Right? You know, so that says right there, Still Life, one of my faves. Obviously, I skipped Die With Your Boots On, which is now my new saying, yeah. right? <laughs> I always say to people, hey, look, Die With Your Boots On. Um, I've gotten a funny look from a non-Maiden fan. I did that once. Yeah. I was like, it's a Maiden lyric. And it's funny because everybody who's who's not a Maiden fan is always like, you and I are in Maiden. <laughs> it's so funny, right? <laughs> like, literally, I have friends that I'll be like, I got the CD player loaded up with Maiden. I'll be listening to talk radio. You know, someone's calling in like, how come the Moose licenses are delayed, right? <laughs> and I'm driving along, and then I see my buddy, and I crank on Book of Souls, and I crank it up and roll down. And I'm like, what are you at? And then they're like, ah, oh, Iron Maiden, right? I literally <laughs> do that, you know, just to wind them up. But, uh, yeah, then there's Still Life is one of my faves on the album. I love it. Yeah, me too. Quest for Fire, you know, when was it? When? When? (laughs) When dinosaurs roamed the earth, which apparently was a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, uh, then Sun and Steel, which they named a beer after. Yep. Right. And to tame a land. I mean, it's perfection. It is. It is, like, great. Mm. Yeah. Again, there's no weakness. And only the fact that Seventh Son has such a strong theme, I think, is what drove that above, above peace of mind for me. Yeah. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. Something people have been asking me about is uh, I mentioned that I ranked every single Iron Maiden song. Yeah. And a lot of people want me to uh, tell them my rankings for Iron Maiden songs, but it's not something I can do on the podcast because it's like I don't want to list out 155 things. But I'll give you my top 10. These are my top 10. So these rankings I worked on over like probably over two years I've been yeah. working on these rankings and they haven't changed Give much. Give me your top 25, top 25. Okay, well, I'll go through them quick. My number yeah. one all-time favorite song, The Evil That Men Do. Yes, yeah. agreed. My, Which, by the way, yeah. if if I was getting life in prison and they were like, do you have anything to say for yourself? And you're at that stage where you're like, there's nothing you could say that's going to matter anyway. People are crying bald to try and you know make their family feel better. I would play that song. Oh, really? I would play <laughs> my number two song, Hollywood Be Thy Name. Ooh, Life in Prison though is my number two. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Evil the Men Do is the is the Life in Prison song. Hallowed is the You're Gonna Hang Me song. The Death Row song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My number three all time Iron Maiden song is the Talisman from the Final Frontier. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and that's what I would. That's what I would play when I'm fighting a speeding ticket and I got no chance of winning because I get to waste <laughs> the judge's time, which I've done. <laughs> Number four all-time yeah. Iron Maiden song from Matter of Life and Death, The Longest Day. Good. My number yeah. five all-time Iron Maiden song is The Red and the Black. So I'm very heavy on on yeah. some new newer epics yeah. in my top Maiden tracks. Number six, Ace is High. It's a classic, awesome opener. My number mm. seven all-time Iron Maiden song, Phantom of the Opera. Number yeah. eight, Number of the Beast. Number nine, Remember Tomorrow. Because I always say Phantom of the Opera and Remember Tomorrow are the two best Paul yeah, Diano songs. Yeah. Number 10, Wasted Years. Okay. Yeah. Number 11 is Revelations. And Revelations is one of those okay. songs that I th- always thought would be in my top 10, but it doesn't quite make it. 
And then number 12, I'll go through these quick, caught somewhere in time. Number 13 is Flight of Icarus. 14 is The Book of Souls. 15, Power Slave. 16, Wicker Man. 17, The Prisoner. 18 is Two Minutes to Midnight. 19, Passchendaele. 20, Clairvoyant. And then 21 is These Colors Don't Run. 22, Tail Gunner. 23, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. 24, Run to the Hills. And 25 is Face in the Sand. Nice. Yeah. I love Face in the yeah. Sand. And Run to the Hills is one of those ones where I can't put it any lower. I can't put it any higher. So basically what I did mm. when I had this whole list made, as I was going through it, I would look at each song and I would look at every song above it and be like, is this song better than any of these? Mm. And so I finally got it to a place where I can pick any song here. And when I look at the songs above it, I like them more than that song. And if I look below, I like it. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I should I have haven't done, put these on social media. I haven't media done my list, but I'm going to I'm going to pull out a few that that in addition to the ones that you said that that really that really really stand out for me. Yeah. I definitely go red and the black as well. Yeah. Uh, the reincarnation of Benjamin Breek, I do love and these colors don't run. Yeah. No question. I love uh, both both of them. I love Starblind. It's excellent. Uh Montesegur, and these are more, you know, I'm trying to pick ones that that might be a little different. Blood Brothers is one of my favorite it's the best song live. It's the best song live. I honestly believe that. Just because everybody's going to look around the stadium. It's the most... It's like singing a football chant for your same team. Yeah. You know, you're all on the same side. Um, Sign of the Cross, I'd put up there. Oh, be yeah. Quick or Be Dead, A Little Love for Fear. Okay. Can I Play With Madness is probably my iconic song. And The Evil the Men Do. The best back-to-back in all the Men catalog in my mind. Uh, even though they could be separated. It doesn't really matter. Wasted Years, Flight of Icarus, okay, Die With Your Boots, and I'm just throwing that in because I want to say it. <laughs> and Hallowed Be That Name, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of people were asking about my song rankings, and I know we just kind of group. I just went through my top 25 and just kind of touched on it. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I mean, I could kill an hour here reading off lists, and I don't want to be like, Number 44, number 86, you know what I mean? I yeah. Could, it could be an hour going through all these, but uh, that'll give you an idea of my favorite uh, Maiden songs, and uh, that's after covering every single song and every single... Now, I didn't do B-sides, but, I mean, mm. I don't count those as Maiden songs. Ah, well, I'm happy with it, though. Yeah, and the other thing right. is uh, when I did my system where I ranked albums... Um, mm-hmm. A couple of people asked me, if you look straight at that system I use, remember I used that to start my rankings? So if you look at my, yes. if you just go by average song rank per mm-hmm. album, Seventh Son is on mm-hmm. top with 43.6. Power Slave yes. is number two with 48.6. Then A Matter yeah. of Life and Death, Peace of Mind, Number of the Beast, Somewhere in Time, Book of Souls, yeah. Iron Maiden, Brave New World, Killers, Final Frontier, Dance of Death, Virtual Eleven, X Factor, No Prayer, Fear of the Dark. So it's yeah. kind of similar to what I ended up with, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you explained that, because anyone who took your songs rankings and put them into an Excel pivot table and created a bar chart... That's what I'm staring at right now. <laughs> ...would see an inconsistency. Yes. Yes. You have a problem. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so funny. It is funny when you look back and think, like, uh, this all started with me and you drinking and arguing with blaze bailey next to a wood stove and it ended Cut two three hours later and what seven eight maiden shows later <laughs> three years later yeah. it, and it ended with you with a pivot table and a bar chart ranking every single song <laughs> you know i don't know if that's a good way to describe it but that's what happened yeah it's been a good run man yeah been a lot of fun it has been a lot of fun we met a lot of cool people mm. um a lot of cool people i hope people keep emailing even though we're uh, mm. winding down this podcast we're yeah. going to do one more episode after this, just kind of a, uh, you know, have a few yeah, get on the bear. <laughs> yeah. A, a free chat. for all. And yeah. uh, we might, you know, answer a few uh, more messages. Because I know uh, when we did the rankings episode, we asked people to email in their rankings. And this is only, you know, we haven't given them very long. Because we're recording this. Yeah. You're heading out to your cabin. Uh, yeah. So we're recording this yeah, a that's, few days So we're, we're a little ahead yeah, of time. three or four days earlier yeah. than normal. but. We're just, yeah, and I got to take off. I'm going out in the woods. I got my pipe tobacco fermenting or, or moistening. I got my cigars ready. I'm going to sit on my deck at the cabin with my girlfriend. 
I'm going to read a few books, smoke some cigars and tobacco, and just go swimming and chilling. I got nine days out there. Nice. I'm still working on my startup, but, you know, I got my team humming. So it's just going to be kind of chill, and I'm going to I'm gonna go through. I've already done it the last few weeks. I'm going to go through the whole Maiden catalog again, just for kicks. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's funny now that we don't have any um, specific albums to listen to and to study and analyze. You know, I say it might sound funny to a listener to be like, "Oh, you had to listen." Like we had to make notes and like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like the albums are so fast, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like you don't realize it. Like when you're listening to it, I'm like, "Oh, I haven't made my notes yet, Nez, but we can't record tonight." But uh, now I'm like, "Oh, the album's over. Oh, we're on the I'm on the third album now." It's like go so fast. It is weird that, like, when we're gonna do one more episode after this to wrap up. Yeah. But then we're going to be yes. done, and it's going to be like it's going to be so strange to like, you know, for three years, you know, I, at least one mm. night of my of my life was like spent researching Iron Maiden, or you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. it's just been Iron Maiden nonstop for three years. Yes, and uh, it's funny because you'd think that now that we've finished covering every single song and every single album, you would think that I'd kind of take a break and listen to some other stuff. But I don't know. I was listening to Maiden yeah. in the car today. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny to me because I'm listening to more now because it's kind of like the pressure's off. There were some points in the middle there where we had so much going on and there were so many, you know, things to do. And, and it's just, there were, there were you know, some points that it was tough. Yeah. And uh, that's the nature of it. And then there's some albums you just can't wait and you fly through them. And then there's some stuff we did that we wish you'd have done better. Yeah. Uh, we did them fast and early. But then, you know, there's so many amazing things that happened that we just never would have anticipated. So you can't, you can't think of it like that stuff. Um, but definitely, I mean, I often lament that we didn't do more like video online stuff, but at the same time, that's like such an energy drain, such yeah. a time drain. Like we just like doing this stuff and it would be know, a lot more work too with video and yeah. editing video and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Like I've had so many people reach out to me about doing podcasts and they say, you know, um, I, the biggest thing is, is like, what do you want to achieve, right? If you want to build your business or build a brand or something like that, you know, there's all kinds of ways to go about doing it. But even then, you got to be cost effective and time and energy. If you just want to have fun and stuff, like people come at us with like these ambitious ideas of like, I'm going to do this amount of episodes and we're going to have this web channel. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on all the podcast platforms. I'm going to do social media. I'm like, well, when are you going to work and live your life in a, you know, in a, yeah, and a bit of fun. It's it's a lot of stuff. So, the the good thing that we did that is a good takeaway for anyone and anyone that enjoys it is like pick what you do and do it re- do it well. Don't spend your time trying to do everything and spread yourself thin. Yeah. So like, you know, uh, I wish I do regret the Instagram thing because I wish I got in on that early because I like Instagram. Like I do it for cooking and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we got kicked off Instagram though for some reason after yeah. one week. I don't know why. Yeah, and I only say that that because Instagram is such a fun medium, and whereas I kind of like I love the Facebook messages, but I also kind of loathe it, and I find it just there's too much going on, and like a lot of times, like there'll be a notification on a wall that like I don't see, and then like I'll get a great comment that's like three months old, and it's like there's not one channel, it's not like an email, okay. like it's not like our talking made an email, it's like there's our there's comments, there's posts, there's messages, there's notifications on walls, it's like. You know, and I hate it in there. Like, I go into Facebook. I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> and then, and then, literally, like, I go back and I just saw a great comment today from someone. It was like three months old, and I was like, ah, oh, crap, I missed it. How did I miss it? Now I messaged them, but you know, so you know, we can be proud of what we did, and you can always want to do more. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty happy with the body work. I gotta say, to be I'm honest. pretty happy too. It was a lot of work, but it was mm. fun, and it was something that I love. It wasn't like. You know, I wouldn't, I could not be talked into doing this on anything else other than Iron Maiden because there's nothing else that I really want to talk about as much as Iron Maiden. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. this outlet for, and I know because we get emails from yeah. people all the time who are like, I don't have, my friends are in the middle, but they're not really in a Maiden, or I'm the only Maiden fan and that I know. And yeah. people like, it's just cool to hook up with a whole bunch of other people that feel the same way and be able to talk like this about stuff. Like, a lot of yeah. people don't have an outlet to talk about Iron Maiden. And it might sound funny to people that aren't Maiden fans, but, like, yeah. t- I don't know. Talking about Maiden is one of my favorite things, and that's why talking Maiden. Because, I mean, this was a lot of work. I mean, there's some weeks when I was spending, you know, mm. 10, 15 hours of work on the podcast in a week doing research yeah. and stuff, especially for that, like, B- Birth of the Beast episodes and stuff. 
But uh, yeah. I wouldn't have done it unless I was enjoying it, and it's pretty cool. And every time I get an email from people, and I get to, we're starting to get these comments now on Twitter and from people saying like, "Loved your podcast. It was a big part of my life. I don't know what I'm going to do now." Blah blah blah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of makes it all worth it when you get those emails because I yeah. Oh, you do. It's kind of cool. It's you cool do. to know people appreciated it and enjoyed it. Yeah, and that was an internal debate we had about doing other stuff. Was that you were just like, you live and die by Maiden, and would our model scale if we went into something else? You'd have to replicate all that on a new band. Yet at the same time, you wouldn't have the passion for them like you have for Maiden. For for so to be a whole different format, it'd be two of us like ah, you know, yeah. we'd both be kind of casual about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Whereas you you know you do have that depth of knowledge on a few other bands yeah but it, and it's you know and the ones you do ironically are not completely adjacent so it's not an easy transition yeah but it it's funny for me because i've never been a deep diver on on music i never was like i mean i mean i'd have to sit here and and struggle to remember you could name some of my favorite bands and i wouldn't name every member of the band i just don't buy books about bands i just don't yeah i have a, like I a wall it. of bookshelves of yeah well i have one shelf that's like two shelves that are all iron maiden and then i have other like just i read every band biography i can get my hands on that's top yeah. you know that every single song ranked by iron maiden that's right i have yeah. one of those for soundgarden i have one of those i have, really? <laughs> I have the same thing done for the tragically hip jane's addiction wow. uh i can't remember what else but there's a few other bands that i've have like running ranked song lists of yeah so uh like i i don't know i mean i've tried it like i, I got i was really into mozart for a long time and i read a few books about him and i was just like eh, you know yeah, very that sounds, interesting that history sounds very boring to me compared to Iron <laughs> reading about mozart is is more fun than reading about some like teenage kid from seattle who's like 24 uh, you know, know oh he wrecked his car or, <laughs> you know what a great story this guy was living in vienna during the renaissance i mean it's like it's interesting. I don't know. Um, I guess the enlightenment to each of their own. <laughs> yeah, but but um, you know, I, I did really appreciate the deep diving in this stuff, and I got a good perspective on it. But for me, what I enjoyed way more, um, like you know, when someone sends an, an email and they say like, you know, I love this album and that album, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But when someone's like, oh, you know, look, this is where I live. I hunt here. You know, I hang out with my friends and do this. Like, I really love people. Yeah. So when I, you know, some of those pictures of people at shows, uh, that stuff, really, I just love that. Yeah. You know, like, and when someone sends me a message like, oh, this is us doing doing this. And, you know, we listen to your podcast. I'm just like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's what gets it for me, man. People sent us some cool pictures of some crazy things. You know, those really, you know, those are, the, that's, that's, that's the best. Yeah. I know. It's, I love getting the, all the feedback we've gotten. So even when the podcast ends, I'm hoping mm. the talking maiden at gmail.com people keep uh, emailing me. I'll still write people back if they want, uh, you know, especially if uh, there's any rumors of a new album coming out. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. whenever anything Iron Maiden happens, I get these like half a dozen emails like right away in my in the inbox or on twitter and it's like have you seen this have you seen this so it's kind of yeah, cool it's like I, a, a, I have this like network of people that send me alerts whenever there's anything maiden related which is pretty awesome i know and and what's so funny is that like before we started this um we have uh, uh iron maiden chat that goes back to 2005 oh yeah like that group email thread that we had going on with banger and fox and now fox is Fox is, we've talked about him as our Australian correspondent. He's one of our closest buddies. Banger's a good friend, too. But, I mean, like, Fox and I, we lived on the same street. I've known Fox forever. And Fox was, you and Fox got me to Maiden. And he lives in Australia. And when we launched the podcast, he was like, okay, I'll have a listen. And he never did, right? And then he came over this summer, and he's, like, addicted to it. But he's at, like, episode, what was he at? Like, 60 or 70. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So he's getting up there. He keeps, he, he sends me messages. He's like... He's like, dude, you should do this. And I'm like, uh, episode nine, 90. And he's like, oh, my God, have you thought about this? And then he writes us like, oh, I just I just, I want to give you feedback on this. I'm like, that's two years ago, man. But And that's so Fox because he's always, you know, if you look at the way he dresses, he's 10 years behind, let alone uh, on the podcast. I got to love ripping him. But it's so funny because that same email chain we've had uh, for our listeners out there has been kind of going forever. 
And we talked about this, I think, on the podcast. It's been a source of annoyance for me, right? It, it used to be, but now I find it funny. Like, in the beginning, when we were working so hard on the podcast, I was like, that we would literally get on and talk about Maiden News. We'd get it through the forums, through our emails, through our listeners. And then we'd get an email from them, like, two weeks later, three weeks later, like, our closest friends be like, hey, have you heard about this? And we're like, we have an Iron Maiden podcast. Like, yes, yeah, we, we heard about, about this that. for 10 minutes two weeks ago. Yeah. I know. He's I know. like, <laughs> he's like, hey, are you, you know, here's the new, uh, here's the new set list. Oh, too bad. Did you guys get to see Legacy of the Beast? Yes, we saw it five times. <laughs> we told you we were going, you know, like, remember, you were going to come maybe to Toronto. And anyway, we were going to, like, oh. Yeah, I always found it very entertaining. <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, how many how many of them did I reply to just you and be like, oh, these guys, you know, and and I don't know if they were trying to. But anyway, now Fox is going to hear this in six years. Yeah. And when he does, you know, he'll know that I wound him up. But uh, yeah. So, the you know, even though we're wrapping it up for now, uh, mm. I'm going to the podcast will always be up there. So always be it'll up always there, be up there yeah. if anyone ever wants to go listen to us talk about pretty much anything Iron Maiden. <laughs> Yeah, we got it all covered. Yeah. I mean, some people wrote in. I got a great comment um, about doing, like, some people said, what about merch? And what about more about live discs? And, like, the merch we did touch on, there's really a hard process there. And also merch is very much a visual medium anyway. Yeah, a podcast like Satellite 664, which is, like, a YouTube thing where it's visual, they've done some merch stuff, and that's more the the venue for that. I mean, we've been at this long enough that, that if you if, – if an interesting – guess would be me from three years ago get a time portal on the go you know yeah. i'd jump in here i'd be like i don't know guys let's blaze fella <laughs> but uh yeah i think we did a pretty good job covering iron maiden so uh mm, i think so too yeah. you know what pretty good band i'm gonna give them an eight out of ten <laughs> all right so uh yeah i all might right, do man. another i have actually something else in the works and uh like yeah, i was you saying it's exciting about iron maiden and mm. i would only put this much work into a podcast if it was a band that I really, really loved. Uh, That's I right. think I found one of those bands. So we'll talk about it in a, on That's the next right. episode a bit more. But, yeah, uh, I'm excited. Everybody's going to love what you're doing next. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited I've already about had it. A listen. I'm excited about it. Yeah, teaser alert. <laughs> Nesbitt has a, has a thing coming up. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. We're going to talk about that next, next episode. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that next episode, our final episode coming up. Until the new album, I can't see me like keeping my mouth shut when a new Maiden album drops. But uh, anybody want to get your final bit of feedback in, get it in while you can. Might be a little late now, but either way, email us anyway. Talkingmaiden at gmail.com. Until next time, up the irons, down the hops. <laughs>